I would like to take a moment to remind you that if you wish to support the ministries of this podcast or of the local church in which I serve, you may send any donations to 563 East Main Street in Philadelphia, Mississippi, 39350, care of Henry's Chapel, UMC. So this Sunday begins the beginning of the season of Advent, a season that is a preparation time for Christmas every year in which, and it has weeks that we reflect on things such as hope, peace, joy, and love. And as I started thinking about this spectrum of emotions and things, I, I, I thought, what better place to look than to the Psalms? I love the Psalms because they're they're about real life people with real life issues and real life struggles and just real lives. And oftentimes they come across with raw emotions about their lives and their relationships with God. And so throughout the season of Advent, we're just kind of walk through some of the Psalms looking at these ideas of hope and peace, of joy and love. Walter Walter Brueggemann, world-renowned theologian and expert in the Old Testament, uh, breaks down the Psalms into three seasons, and he says these are oftentimes also the seasons that we can find ourselves in in our very lives. And the first one is the season of orientation, when things are going well and and, and ordered and, and things are making sense and we're making plans. And life is, we've used this term a lot, I'm sure, that we want to return to it, but when life was quote-unquote normal. And I put it in quotes because if you're like me, your life was never really normal, but you like to convince yourself that it was. It's the life that we hear about in Psalm 1 at the very beginning in verses 1 through 3 where it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way of the sinner or sit in the company of mockers but though, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. The person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither whatever they do prospers. And this is that sense that they're deeply rooted. They know what's coming. They know what they're, when to bear fruit. They know what season is coming and what that season will hold in their lives. And for many of us, this is where we were pre-pandemic. And if not, I hope that you can at least recall a time in your life where this was that time, that season that you were in where things seemed normal. But inevitably, in all of our lives, something happens. A loss, a change, something happens that disrupts our quote-unquote normalcy. And we become disoriented. For many of us, this pandemic has been that very thing. It has caused us to become disoriented. Or Brueggemann says, a time of confusion, of upheaval, where we find ourselves asking that inevitable question of, where are you, God? In Psalm 13, verses 1 through 4, we hear these words Penned. And I think for many of us, this is how we have felt. It says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? 
Look at me. Answer, Lord. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. And maybe you hear those words and go, I don't, I'm not really sure that I've ever felt that way. But if we were to put it, and this is kind of our modern interpretation of those words, what if, what if you heard these? How long, God, will this pandemic last? God, where are you in all of this? In this pain and sorrow, in this anxiety and fear, they're all getting to be too much, oh God. I mean, maybe I should just give up and give way to the frustrations. Hello? Where are you, God? Help me, Lord, for I feel defeated. I just give up. I'm so beaten down that I'm just ripened for the enemy to destroy. I know that many of us have felt this way. And I know this because I've had those conversations with many of you. And I know this because I have felt this way many a times throughout 2020. When will all this end? And we find ourselves feeling fear and anxiety, worry and frustration and sorrow. Sorrow over things that we've missed in this year and sorrow over things that we have actually seen happen this year. We are currently living in a season of disorientation. Asking the question of what do we do? What do we do when we are in the dark and we can't see the light? What do we do when we're in a storm and there is no end in sight? What do we do? What anchors us in the storm of life? Hebrews 6, looking at even the beginning in verse 13, it starts talking about the promise that God made to Abraham that Abraham would be fruitful and multiply. And in verse 15, it says, Abraham, being patient, having patiently endured, obtained this promise. And we don't like to hear that terminology, especially in our current sense a season of disorientation, but having patiently endured. And in verse 17, it says, the same way when God desired to show even more clearly to the heirs of the promise, so God's desiring to show God's promise and God's faithfulness to those of Abraham's descent. And he says, and he the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable character of his purpose is what he's desiring to show. And he guaranteed it by an oath. So that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible that God would prove false, we who have taken refuge might be strongly encouraged to seize hope set before us. So what that's saying is that we cling to the fact that God is true. God is faithful. God's purpose for us is not changing. It is always faithful. And in verse 19 is a verse that I see a lot because it is the theme verse for our student ministry at Philadelphia FUMC. And it says, we have this hope, a sure and steadfast anchor for our souls. And what is this hope? It is a hope that enters the inner shrine behind the curtain where Jesus, a forerunner on our behalf, has entered, having become a high priest forever. This hope is our anchor. This hope is a biblical hope 
which is not this wishful thinking or I hope so mentality or this pie in the sky that we look at in our current world, this idea of, well, I hope that I'll get to see someone in the future or, or I hope that I get ice cream today. But biblical hope is a confidence and implies this anchoring that we hear in Hebrews. Or as Adam Hamilton, the head pastor at Church of the Resurrection in Kansas City said in a sermon, hope is both a noun and a verb. As a noun, hope is the conviction that despite one's our present circumstances, the future will in some meaningful sense be better than the present. And as a verb, it is, it is the choosing to believe and act as if our future will be better than the present. Or as Kristen Kane says, this is, to have hope is to say that sometimes when you're in a dark place and you think you've been buried, realizing that you've actually been planted. That just because we find ourselves feeling lost and confused doesn't mean that we're not planted in the precise position that we need to be to grow towards the light. We are called to anchor our hope in God. To have confidence that God is going to work all things for the good and for his glory. To put our confidence in God and God's promises and God's word and to shift our perspective of our lives. And maybe even as I'm saying this, you're saying that doesn't bring me much comfort. Maybe you still find yourself disoriented and your anchor is slipping. Maybe you're, you find yourself going, allowing God to be defined by your circumstances instead of defining your circumstances through the lens of who God is. Because too often this is where I find myself, where I find myself like the psalmist in Psalm 13 saying, where are you, God, in all of this? Instead, of, And I lose sight of God is still present and God is still God. My circumstances have changed and God has not. This is a season that we need to shift to what Brueggemann refers to as a season of reorientation. A season in which we look at life experiences, things that we've done and will do. And this is our hope. This is what we sing about when we sing the song on Christ the Solid Rock. When we sing things like, when the darkness veils his lovely face. So when everything, when the darkness is saying, I can't even see God in this, we sing, I rest on his unchanging grace. His grace does not change even when we lose sight. It goes on and says, My anchor holds in every high and stormy gale. My anchor holds within the veil. It doesn't matter how great the storms get. My anchor holds because my hope is in something that is unchanging. It says, His oath, His covenant, His blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. It's that reminder that even when themes may seem overwhelming, they are actually whelming because we have a hope in God, in God the conqueror. And in Psalm 13, we see the, this shift that we just heard about in the lyrics, and it happens in verse 5. 
And you may be saying, well, how is this even the case? But in verse 5 and 6, it says, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. It's that reminder and that shift of going back to the season of orientation where we remember how good and faithful God has been to us. So maybe we just need a change of perspective to allow God to be God, to be honest when we say that we put all of our trust in God and God's way over our own. And and this is preaching to myself when I say to let go of control and allow God to reign. You see, so often I find myself trying to to steer the ship, if you will, and, and frustrated when things aren't going my way, when things aren't going how I would envision them, when things aren't exactly what I want. And, and letting go of control is one of the toughest things. But the reality is that I was never in control to begin with. I manipulate myself to believe that I am. And a quote that I've come across that helps me to remember this is from one of my favorite authors, Bob Goff, when he says, Embrace uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters in our lives won't have a title until much later. And I just, as I hear that quote, I'm just reminded that so often when we look back on our lives, things make much more sense. And this is a key factor in most post-traumatic growth. It's a key factor in growth in general to be able to look back on our lives and make sense of what has happened because so often in this time and in the frame in which we are in, we're too busy and caught up in it to see what's actually happening. But we're meant to live here in the space that we're given. And maybe you've been listening to all of this and you're still going, I don't know about hope. Maybe you'll hopefully find some words or some comfort in the words from the poet Andrea Gibson who says, sometimes the most healing thing to do is remind ourselves over and over and over that other people feel this too. To remind yourself that you are not alone. It's a relief to know that we're not alone sometimes. Others feel what we have felt and will feel even when we'd like to pretend that I'm not understood. You see, this is where I find myself a lot of times. Nobody understands what I'm going through. And this is such a self-sabotaging false thing to pretend that nobody that you're the first person to ever feel this way. But but others have gone through what you go, are going through. And, and I think this is the problem a lot of times when it comes to hope is that we try to go through it alone, treating ourselves as islands. Losing sight of the fact that our lives are woven together in invisible and sometimes visible ways. And that to be part of the community of hope and faith is to share and to listen, to learn and to give and to receive. It's to realize that you are not alone. And this is where we find our hope in God and in one another. 
We choose hope and trust in God. And no, God is faithful even when we are not. God is the conqueror even when the enemies seem too much. And this is what we celebrate in the coming of Christ, in the preparation of Christmas, that when things seemed hopeless, Christ came to save his people. So let us anchor our faith and the hope that only Christ can provide. Because our hope is in God's faithfulness. In this season of disorientation, it's my hope that we can reorientate ourselves to love, grace, mercy, and purpose of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.